Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the JB Show. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the LA Lakers. Now we're just a week out of free agency. And they're, I, I would say they made some interesting moves. Maybe big, some small, some big. And it all starts with Anthony Davis. Now I know a couple episodes ago. Uh, I talked about the Anthony Davis trade, where they lost quite a bit. Now, I'm gonna go, let, let me go over what they lost. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. Uh, this year's, uh, or the 2019 first-round pick, which ended up being DeAndre Hunter, who they, uh, who they took fourth overall, and then another two extra first-round picks. To get Anthony Davis. Now I talked about in the last episode. In another episode. I'm not going to talk about it again. Was it a good deal? Was it a bad deal? I, I'm going to look for the future. The Los Angeles Lakers. Have now created. A duo of. Anthony Davis. And LeBron James. And this couldn't come. At a more perfect time in Los Angeles. Where, as I, as I mentioned two episodes ago, the Los Angeles Clippers acquired Kawhi Leonard in free agency and gave a huge, huge load to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Paul George. I still can't believe it. But that's that's besides the point. Not only did the Lakers give up all all those assets, they wanted to clear cap space because they wanted to bring in another big free agent. So they traded Moritz Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and Jamario Jones, relatively young players. And I, they went to the Washington Wizards and essentially part of a three-team deal because they're, the Lakers, to, let's be fair, did not, I don't think they thought this through. By putting, the, by putting the trade through on July 4th, which should, at the time of recording, four days ago, they, there were some salary cap complications which could have easily been avoided. It didn't give them enough to bring in a max player. Even with, uh, even with Anthony Davis waving his four million trade, trade kicker. Now, I think first off that was a silly mistake by the Lakers, but it is what it is. So they got rid of those three players, and they went right for Kawhi Leonard, right for Kawhi Leonard. And I and I thought it was pretty close. I'm not gonna lie. I heard what I saw in the rumor mill was that the the night two days before Kawhi announced he was going to the Clippers, I th I heard that it was essentially down to the Raptors and the Lakers, and I thought if Kawhi Leonard goes to the L.A. Lakers, oh my God, I think that makes them title favorites for next year. Because Katie's not playing in Brooklyn, and 
uh, Tom Clay Thompson's out. It it just didn't it didn't go. It would have been insane. It would have been insane to see Kawhi Leonard play for the LA Lakers, but that didn't happen. Instead, who did they get? They brought in Danny Green on a two-year deal at about fifteen million each year. A little bit of an overpayment, I, I, I think. He had a good he had a good season last year with the Raptors. He, he was pretty consistent throughout the year, and and, and then the playoffs hit, and I thought, man, he wasn't making his threes. I I wasn't imp- too impressed with his play. But he listen, he got paid. He got paid. And who else did they bring in? DeMarcus Cousins at three and a half million against the cap for one year. Oh I'm still amazed. I'm 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 confused. Now there are rumors that there was that were it seemed more like the truth at this point that there was no market for DeMarcus Cousins. It probably has something to do with him being injured. His past, his, not him being injured currently, his past injuries. He's basically been out the last two seasons with major injuries, and teams are worried. And But where else would he have gone? Where... Where else would he have gone? I mean, after the complete mess that went on in in New York, in New York, I thought maybe he's he's gonna go to the Knicks. There's a possibility. That didn't happen, and he shows up in L.A. and says, "Hi, I'll play center, starting center for you if I'm not injured." And you know what? I'll basically take like nothing. Three and a half is basically nothing. Now, who else did they get? They brought in Quinn Cook. Didn't end. Up, did not end up signing with the Warriors. Brought in Jared Dudley from the uh, Brooklyn Nets and Troy Daniels. Now, because of what happened with the Anthony Davis trade. I really think it limited them to what they were going to do. I don't think they were going to go out there and spend big money on someone that they didn't didn't need. Not that they didn't need. I didn't think they were going to spend big money on a player who doesn't deserve big money. And that apparently that was the philosophy in for the Knicks. But they didn't they didn't want to offer KD the max. I I still don't understand. I'm not even going to bring it up because it's going to get me upset. But I I it I like what they did. They essentially, uh, they they essentially brought in replacement level players who are really I'm looking at the the lineup. Really, are kind of either backup players. The only exception in that I thought was Danny Green. Now I'm gonna there there was a report that came out today. That said, LeBron James is going to be the starting point guard for the LA Lakers. The starting point guard. How? Why? 
Well, I mean, they missed out on Kyrie and Kemba. That happened. Couldn't bring them in. At the age of 34, he's going to be 35 in December. LeBron James is going to be the starting point guard. (sighs) Oh, my God. Just saying it out loud. I can't even imagine. Now, I'm going to read you my starting line, what I think the starting lineup is going to be next year. I'm going to explain a little bit. At starting point guard, obviously, I have LeBron James. At shooting guard, I have either Danny Green or Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who they re-signed. I don't know which one which one will start. I, I assume, I think it should be Danny Green, but I think it depends. We'll see how uh, Caldwell-Pope does. At small forward... And I think people, I think this is where people might disagree with me, is Kyle Kuzma. And here's my reasoning. I know Kyle Kuzma is essentially a power forward. But why not try him? Why not try him at small forward? Just to see. Just to see what happens. Because let me finish the rest of my starting lineup. At power forward, you have Anthony Davis, and at center, you have DeMarcus Cousins. Now, let's say DeMarcus doesn't, DeMarcus Cousins gets injured, doesn't play. Now you have Anthony Davis at center and Kyle Kuzma at power forward. But the Los Angeles Lakers' weakness comes at the small forward position. At backup, I made a backup let's say, backup starting lineup. I have either Alex Caruso or Jared Dudley. Caruso played last year. Dudley played in Brooklyn last year. I am i don't know if I'd be satisfied with any of those players. Now, I'm looking at the small forwards avail, still available on the free agent market, and... There's not really a lot to go to throw out there. Like, the biggest name that I think would do something is Kelly Oubre Jr., who's an RFA for the Phoenix Suns. And he's probably going to end up signing back there at some point, probably. There's, a, there's like, Jonathan Simmons, Thabo Cephalosha, Luol Deng. No one that really pops up to me that says, you know what, let's bring him in and he he'll, we'll throw him in there. And that will get Kyle Kuzma to come off the bench and be your sixth man. I wouldn't be surprised next year if Kyle Kuzma ends up coming off the bench. But I think the Lakers should at least try to let I I, I want it what I want to see the Lakers do is is at least try this starting lineup at some point, whether it be at the beginning of the season, whenever, when all these players are ready and healthy, I'd like to see LeBron James, Green, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and DeMarcus Cousins as your starting lineup. Now, let me go back a little bit. Kyle Kuzma. If Kyle Kuzma is your sixth man, 
does he win sixth man of the year? If he plays to whatever to his expectation and above that, yes, I think he beats out Lou Williams. I think he'll beat out anyone else. I think he's young and he still has room to grow. I think he could win six man. I think he could win six man of the year if he's the entire year is completely just coming off the bench, putting up big minutes and just coming off the bench, putting up big numbers and anything else. Now, let, let me go through my backup lineup. Now, the the Lakers re-signed Rajon Rondo to a two-year deal. And I'm still undecided at who my backup point guard would be, Quinn Cook or Rajon Rondo. Now, I'm... I'm leaning more towards Quinn Cook. And my reason behind that is because he's younger. Yes, Rajon Rondo is a, is a good point guard. And he probably uh, can... He can he can definitely fit that backup role. But I, I want to see what Quinn Cook can do. I saw what he did. For me, I saw what he did against the Raptors. I thought he was an effective uh, fire... <laughs> I, I don't know if he was a backup or third backup, second backup point guard, or some type of shooting guard, but I thought he was effective. Now, to the shooting guard. Essentially, it's whoever doesn't sign, whoever, sorry, whoever doesn't start, whether it be Green or Caldwell Pope, whichever one of those two players don't start is your essentially your backup option. Now, your small forward. I have Alex Caruso and Jared Dudley. I kind of give it to Alex Caruso. Jared Dudley's good to put on later in the game. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna have low minutes. He's he's an older player. Caruso is a little bit younger, has room to grow. Now here's where I'm. Here's where I'm. I'm not sure. I put a question mark at power forward. Maybe you could put Jared Dudley at power forward. I think he he's played there quite a bit. He's played there a little bit. He'd probably fit right in there. Right now, I'm looking at the line at the roster. I don't see a player who stands out to me as a backup power forward. I think that's where you put Jared Dudley. And with the Lakers resigning JaVale McGee, you put JaVale McGee as your backup center. Unless Maybe you want to start him at the beginning of the season and get let DeMarcus Cousins get in the flow of things. Now, what does next year look like? Where do the Lakers finish? And I think it comes down to one thing. How do they gel together? It's not easy uh, working together especially with LeBron James as your your main guy the expectations are there and i i probably guarantee the expectations will will <laughs> the expectations are definitely to win a championship and next year is the year to win why because the golden state warriors have lost neck for next year Kevin Durant went to the Brooklyn Nets. DeMarcus Cousins went to the Lakers. And 
Clay Thompson is now injured. It's a rumor that he'll probably miss the entire season. Next year is the Steph Curry show. He better step up. He better step up. And I know he can do it during the regular season. And he can probably do it for most of the playoffs. But he needs to step up. It's him and Draymond Green next year. It's him and Draymond Green next year. And D'Angelo Russell. Now that they brought D'Angelo Russell. But I'm sorry. D'Angelo Russell is no Kevin Durant and no Klay Thompson. But I'm next year's... With D'Angelo Russell, next year is the Steph Curry show. Now, where do they finish? Where do the Lakers finish? Even with even with the loss of all those players and the addition of D'Angelo Russell, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Warriors still coming first. So let's let's peg them at first. Nuggets, I don't think, will finish in second. With the with the addition that the Clippers and Lakers have made alone, they'll prob they're gonna fight for that second spot. The Trailblazers are a great team. Don't get me wrong, are a great team. But I don't think they finish third place again. The Rockets, I ha- the Rockets, I don't even know what's going on. This does Chris Paul want to be there? Does is there major beef between Harden and and Paul? What's going on now with OKC seeming to rebuild? Uh, kind of starting a little mini retool. Will the will Westbrook get Westbrook get traded? And the Rockets seem to be a destination he may want to go to. It it the I'm not sure about the obviously the Rockets are going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish in the top four, but. How well they'll do, I'm not sure. The Jazz, great team. They finished in fifth last year. Sadly, probably going to finish lower than that because, let me remind you, the Lakers and the Clippers added major pieces. And the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last year. And the Clippers finished eighth. So the teams that are moving down, in my opinion, are the Spurs, Thunder, Jazz, Trailblazers, and Nuggets. Those teams are going to be reorganized in some way, shape, order. And two of those teams are probably not making the playoffs. Now, I also don't want to forget the Pelicans, who added some major pieces. They finished in 13th last year in the Western Conference. Even the Mavericks with Porzingis and Luka Doncic, they they could make a push for the playoffs. I don't see them making it. But I, I want to be clear. I think they can make a huge push. If I'm going to be honest, I think the Lakers next year are probably going to finish in the fifth spot. And it all and, and and it makes a big difference. There's there's one thing. And I said this before, how do they gel as a team? Now, it's not easy putting all these players together. Yes, Kuzma and LeBron James were already there. So you kind of have to see how that goes. Now, bringing in Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, even Danny Green, especially the first two names I mentioned alone, 
working together as a team, it's not easy. This takes time. So if all goes well, they could finish in the top four of the Western Conference. But I'm talking realistically, they might not have DeMarcus Cousins. What if DeMarcus Cousins gets injured, which has happened the last two seasons, your starting lineup becomes a little bit weaker. They'll pro- I think they'll finish either in the fourth or fifth spot. And I think that's fair to say. They need to grow. Kyle Kuzma, yes, he's only had to. He'll go be going into his third season. He's going to grow. I don't know how much he's going to grow. He's grown over the summer as a player. But that doesn't mean that their limit is the fourth or fifth spot. With the players that they have, and I know LeBron James is getting older, but they're going to bring in other players. They they have the potential to make it to the top two in the West. What worries me is the draft picks. They gave up three draft picks in the Anthony Davis deal. And yes, Anthony Davis is a great player. But LeBron James isn't getting any younger. Let's say LeBron James doesn't play so well and he starts to decline in the next year or two. And now they don't have a first-round pick. That's a problem. Because, sure, you can bring players from Europe. You can bring players overseas. But developing players, is ex- your own players, is extremely important in, the, in this game. Now, before I go... I want to bring it back to a point I made earlier. The next couple years are going to be crazy in LA. But because, sorry, because the Clippers now have, again, I I mentioned this earlier, have... Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the rest of the team that they still have somehow around him, them, and the Lakers have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma and other players I mentioned earlier. The Battle of L.A., I think this is what L.A. fans have been waiting for. This is something I don't think we've seen Sure, there may have been rivalries earlier, but this is the this is a rivalry. We're talking about four elite players battling against each other in the city of LA, in the Staples Center. Now, who's better? Who's which team is better? And I'm going to let you listen to this essentially minute clip of Stephen A. Smith talking. And and I think this is kind of what I get at. I'm here to let you know right now, ladies and gentlemen, the best duo is LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis. But the Clippers have a better team. At this particular moment in time, the pieces and the parts match better. I understand you went out and you're the Lakers and you recovered a little bit. Signed Danny Green. Might have overpaid him a little bit, but you still, I like Danny Green. You signed him. Okay, 
was it two years, 30 million, Nuno? I think that's what the number was. I don't have the paperwork in front of me. You got Danny Green. You brought back Rajon Rondo on a two-year deal. Boogie Cousins. But the Clippers are a better team. The parts match better. Ladies and gentlemen, what offense do you know is going to want to go up against the Clippers this year? Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are not only superstars in the game, but they're two-way players who are superstars. They're elite on both ends of the court. Offense and defense. Okay, welcome back. Now, I'm gonna, I want to talk about a couple things that, that he, he mentioned. And, and I'm going to let me start with, yes, I think I agree with him that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the better, better duo. You have LeBron James. And whenever you, let's say we're, we're talking about four elite players, any side that has LeBron James automatically, I, right now, is the better duo. In the future, not maybe maybe not. LeBron's 34, he's turning 35. Maybe he's he's not gonna he he's he's on the decline, but his decline isn't this isn't as significant as other players because he's LeBron. But re, let me let me remind you, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are 28, 29 and twenty eight respectively, and they are both two way players. He said it. Stephen A. Smith said it. They're two-way players. Kawhi Leonard, from what I saw, I saw him play one year in Toronto. That was some of the best defense I've ever seen in my life, running back and forth. And and from what I've seen of Paul George, Paul George was an MVP candidate this year. The things, the numbers I saw both these players put up. Now, Kawhi Leonard maybe didn't play. I thought he played to his max potential. But if he didn't, I, I'm i going to be blown away. And I'm going to, I want one more point from what Stephen A. Smith said. You, I have to look at the team around, around Kawhi and Paul George. Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, who's the reigning sixth man of the year, Ivica Zubak, who used to play for the the Lakers, Montrez Harrell. This is a team that surrounds two elite players. Now, yes, yes. LeBron is surround. LeBron and AD are surrounded by Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Caldwell Pope. But I'm talking about these are great players that surround Paul George and Kawhi for the future. And I'd agree with her. I think next year, I think the Clippers will. This is going to sound nuts. But I think the Clippers may end up doing better than the Lakers. I'm I'm probably gonna regret saying that, but but we'll see. And now I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm really worried about what I just said. That the Clippers are gonna do better than the Lakers. Oh boy, those are some high expectations I've set. 
Now, if you agree with me, please let me know in the comments below. If you don't agree with me, please let me know again. Where are the Lakers going to finish next year? Where are the Clippers going to finish? What do the Lakers need to add to this already strong team? What pushes them to the title? Because they're already three basically three quarters of the way there. They're just looking for that one, one piece. Thank you.